here we are now with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favourite episode, as this will help me find my audience. It will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. And today, we're talking about adult themes. This conversation contains explicit sexual references. So if you're not in the mood for that right now, then go and listen to a different episode and (laughs) come back later. Because this is what we're talking about. We're talking about ejaculation. And this is a quick tip episode. This is something that, well, I hope it's actually not too quick. (laughs) And we'll get to that. (laughs) But this is something that is in some ways simple. It's a simple attitude. It's not really something that you do. It's more of an attitude. And I like us to discuss all the different ins and outs of this because there's a lot to this. And I'll take my time. But essentially, the quick tip is to come multiple times. Ejaculate multiple times. And that is, well, depending on where you're at in your sex life, in your intimacy with your partner, something that, well, you should be aware of. It's something that you should know about. And that's something you can explore and experiment with. Sex is a feast. And a feast is an indulgence. It's all about the excessive. It's all about ravishing. It's all about being dirty and making a mess of things and really enjoying it. That's the appeal of the mud fights that you see in these raunchy TV shows where they get bikini girls to have a wrestle in the mud. There's something very sexual about that. It's highly sexual. You could say, well, it's just trashy TV, (laughs) which it is. But more broadly and more towards our sort of conversation, you need to understand what a feast is. And a feast is really going for it. And in the bedroom, sometimes that means coming multiple times. Now, we have to talk about the differences between men and women here. So let's start with the men. Normally, well, maybe not normally, but generally speaking, there's this thing about don't come too soon. Don't be a premature ejaculator. Oh no, does he have premature ejaculation? Is he going to come too soon? And I think no matter where you are, in which culture, in which country, there's always something about premature ejaculation that comes up which sort of can make a little bit of nervousness around the man. Now, there are many ways around this and there are many things to understand about this, but essentially... One way around this is to just be confident and frank and forward about it. 
And actually, that's something I wanted to say about sex in general, is that these conversations and the things you talk about with your partner surrounding sex are best done in a frank way. And it can be quite crude. Sexual language has an edge to it. And it's important not to be too aggressive with that. It's important to still have a side of maturity to it. But being frank and forward is very important. And that's a part of the conversations you should be having with your partner. When you have sexual conversations with your partner, when you're talking about sex, be frank, be really sort of like blunt, just like sex. And don't be afraid to use the words like pussy and vagina and dick and these sort of really explicit words. So stay away from euphemisms if you're going into a, an edgy conversation with your partner. Now, when you're talking about your issue, if you have an issue of premature ejaculation, you, you use that same attitude. You'd be really frank about it. You can just say, look, I feel really nervous about it. And that will actually clear the air. And actually, that can bring you back to some confidence. That can actually even, in some cases, take care of the problem of premature ejaculation if you just talk about it, because it's really just a nervousness. And of course, there are other factors. Sexual, your sexual composition is complex, and there are a lot of factors to it that you need to be aware of, and there are a lot of things that might be causing you to be a premature ejaculator. But another side of this is, what's wrong with being a premature ejaculator? You can take that side. You can say, hey, look at this. Isn't this great? You made me come so fast because you're so hot and I'm so excited for you. And that's where today's quick tip comes in because you can come and then you can do other stuff with your partner and then you can come again. And most guys don't realize this. Most guys don't even try this. There's most... The, the general idea around sex is the guy comes once and then it's over. And this is nonsense. This is not true at all. And it might be that, well, yes, you do go soft after you've come. Some guys, well, actually, you don't go soft. Some guys can keep going after they've come. And that's something that you can experiment with, you can try with. And trying that out is going to feed also into this attitude of feasting. So break down this idea of just, oh, coming and then it's over. Get into the feast of, oh, ejaculate and then let's try it again. More, more, more. The object of a feast is more. Now, you can come multiple times in a day. So have sex in the morning, have sex in the evening. Have sex three times a day. And also you can come, if you're really into it, you can come multiple times just in one session. And it might be that you have a time when you're soft and you have to recuperate yourself, but do something else. You can pleasure your woman without having a hard on. Go down on your woman with a soft cock. That's a real feast. That's something that's really, whoa, that'll get her going. Yeah, And this idea that you can't do sexual things because you haven't got a heart on, well, that's sort of like feeding into the nervousness of premature ejaculation. That's, that's related to that. So if you're nervous about 
having a soft cock or you've got erectile dysfunctions, you can always double down. You can always say, hey, let's just keep going anyway. Now, of course, this is a phase because depending on where you're at in your sexual explorations with your partner, you're not going to be able to keep this up. You don't want to be coming all the time, three times a day, every single day. So it does depend on where you are and your sexual relationship will change with your partner as time goes on, as you explore different things. Now, the other side of all this, or one of the other sides, is cum retention. And this is also something you want to experiment with. Remember, you want to have the full spectrum. You want to have the full range of things. And for a guy, this means having sex multiple times but not coming over multiple days. Did you know that's possible? Did you know that you can actually work out how to do that? And not many guys can really do that from what I've heard. And it's actually, from a girl's perspective, something quite different. And it can actually be quite a turn-on because coming for some guys is more just like a, it's just a quick sneeze. So think about what it would mean to actually not come. And you can also inquire, or what's important about this, is to inquire into how you feel about that. And it's possible to feel actually very full and very satisfied after sex when you haven't come. Now, the other side is that, well, you can feel frustrated. What if you get blue balls? What if you're really just bursting to bust a nut? Well, that's part of it. And balancing that and understanding that and actually going into that voluntarily will greatly change your sexual composition. It will greatly change how you relate to ejaculating. And it's all experiments. It's all experiments. You want to be doing both of these. You want to be working out, is it possible to come three times a day or more as a guy? And is it possible to have sex all week and then not come at all. So that's the sort of full range of spectrum in experiencing sex and exploring sex that we want to get to. That's what you want to be thinking about. And talk to your partner about this. There has to be a conversation that goes along with this. And for many couples, that's the hard part. It's actually saying, look, I want to experiment with certain things. And if you have a trusting partner, then you can actually find many things and you can actually build a very deep level of trust. Now, if you're a girl and you're listening to this, you can still use this on your guy. You can actually actually go to your guy and say, look, how do you feel about premature ejaculation? How do you feel about your nervousness? Do you have a nervousness at all? Do you have a, a, a hang-up around erectile dysfunction or anything like this? And even some girls, or if you, if you really want to go with it, with your guy, you can say, you can actually tell him, look, you can come multiple times. Or look, 
you can come really fast and I don't care. I'm actually going to accept your premature ejaculation. I'm going to accept and, also, and, and, and vice versa with saying, oh, you don't have to come. And say, I'm going, to, I'm going to accept that you're not going to ejaculate. That's okay. You don't have to. And that sort of frank, forward conversation, that really crude conversation and understanding the ins and outs of ejaculation and coming can be a very good gift. It's a very powerful gift for a man. So if you're a woman, learn how to have these frank conversations. And you have to you have to have an an edge to your crudeness. You have to understand that, yeah, it's a little bit dirty. It's like icky. Uh, we're talking about sex. You, you have to overcome that. You have to overcome that. That's one of the barriers. That the sort of the the tiptoeing around sex. The fear of those all those dirty words. That's the very thing that's holding you back from your sexual explorations. It's the very place where you find the boundaries that need to be crossed for you to improve your trust with your partner in intimacy. So be aware of the tone of voice and the feelings that come up when you start talking about sex. And if you're a girl, float some of these ideas to your guy. Hey, have you ever tried coming three times in one day? Have you ever tried coming twice? Have you ever tried not coming at all for a whole week? And really go back and forth, make it a long conversation. And also keep the conversation separate to the session, (laughs) for want of a better word. Keep it away from the bed. So you don't have these conversations in bed while you're having sex or about to have sex. You have them somewhere else. Maybe not at the dinner table. <laughs> Maybe not at, the, not at the dinner table with the kids listening. <laughs> but somewhere else at a different time. And then you go to the bedroom and you try it out there. Or wherever, wherever it is you have your intimate moments. Now, for a woman, it's actually natural for her to come multiple times. And this is not common knowledge. For a woman to be satisfied, she actually needs to have the equivalent of the man's ejaculating four, five, six times. And this is why there's actually a great inequality between men and women in the bedroom. Because traditionally, the guy would think, okay, we're going to get my rocks off, I'm going to peek and come, and that'll be my fun. So you're going to get your rocks off, peek and come, and that'll be your fun. Sounds like an even deal, right? Not exactly. Because the woman's ability to have an orgasm is significantly greater than a man's. And for her, it's not a fair deal because she can come multiple times, whether she knows it consciously or not. She can have this wild, deep orgasm, screaming orgasm, and yet the guy has stopped when she's only come once. It's sort of like over when it's only 
just beginning for the woman. And she might not even realize this because she might not have had a partner at some time in her life when that's been able to make him make her come five times in one night. So it's not exactly understood, but that's why there's a lot of disappointment for women in the bedroom. Because there's so much more that could happen. It's so much better that it could be. It's not it's almost like you've think of it this way, you turn up for a feast and you only get entree. You turn up and you've dressed yourself up and there's music and there's masks and there's animals and there's performances and they turn up the entree, it's just to whet your appetite, something small. And you're thinking, Oh, what's cooking in the kitchen? What's going to come out next? And they say, oh, good night. Thank you. Time to go. You think, what? Where's the main course? I want first course, main course, third course, dessert, and then coffee and cigarettes at the end. Well, maybe not coffee and cigarettes. I don't know what it would be. Maybe wine or wine and cheese. Or would that be the entree? I don't know. Whatever the feast is, you want to have every meal and you want to have the big meal. And the same goes for sex. The same goes for the woman and her ejaculating. Now, for women, they also have this thing of squirting, which they might not even know about. And this takes a bit of explaining because... It's also not common knowledge, and there's also this thing in the woman that she doesn't want to piss on her man, and it can be a bit confusing to the woman when she starts squirting. She's like, oh my goodness, what is this? It's shocking, and that is just something that also needs to be made explicit. It needs to be explained, and it needs to be accepted by the man. A man needs to actually say, yes, I love it when you squirt. Oh, that was so amazing. And that can open things up to a really juicy sex life. Now, a few other things to say. Generally speaking, there is a connection between confidence and sex. Now, it's not the only thing that ties in with confidence, but you can use sex as your way to opening up your confidence. And this ties back in with the man and his nervousness around ejaculating. And also for the woman and squirting. If you can build a trusting relationship and you can explore these things with your partner, you can do it in an explicit way and you can really open up to each other, you'll find a new confidence. And your woman will be walking around like, wow, she'll have this glow to her, the sex glow. And that's the the openness of her her body and her reproductive system and her sense of how she can treat a man. Because on 
on one side, you've got this thing of, well, can you please someone? Can you make someone feel really good? And there's a pride in that. There's a pride like, wow, my man satisfies me. And the other side is, wow, I can really satisfy my man. And in so many ways, this is a strong foundation for a relationship. Because if your man is satisfied, you don't have to worry about cheating or him looking at other girls or any of that. And the same, of course, goes for the guy. But let me, let me backtrack. I've lost, some, I've lost one of my threads. There was something else. That I needed to say. Oh, yes. So one side is confidence in satisfying your partner. Now, the other side is the confidence with your body. Now, particularly for a woman, there's actually a little bit of disgust around the reproductive system. Now, she has a period, and that is something that can be a cause of discomfort and shame and a sort of that there's a resistance to it. And yet, Learning to squirt and learning to have multiple orgasms reintroduces the beauty of that organ to the woman. It allows her to own it again, and it gives it something quite positive that is giving to her. So learning how to explore these things with your woman and explaining to her that she can come multiple times, and of course learning how to let her come multiple times is part of it, can work wonders for opening the woman's relationship to her body. And you'll see it. You'll be if you're if you're subtle with how you view someone's energy, you can see the glow within them. They'll have a sort of there's just something to their walk, something in their face. And That's something that, well, I wish for more people. And, of course, you have to be lucky enough to be in a relationship (laughs) to explore these things. Now, if you're in a long-term relationship, now that's different again, because for here, for a long-term relationship, the quick tip of come multiple times applies differently. because. You would assume you've already explored these things with your partner. You've already tried these things. And if that's the case, well, one side is you can take this as a reminder to actually go back and try it again. And the way you do this is you say, okay, let's have sex in the way that we did when we first started having sex. And you say that to your partner. And you actually go and you just pretend, ah, this is how we used to have sex. And that little behavioral trick can actually allow you to get back to the juice of when you first started having sex. Now, I hope your sex life isn't stale in your long-term relationship. And the way around that is that you're actually going to want to look at multiple techniques. If you're having a long-term relationship... You're looking, at, you're looking at dozens of things. You're going to be looking at Tantra. You're going to be looking at different sensitivity techniques. You're going to be looking at body work. You might get into yoga or Tai Chi or going to the gym or flexibility. 
You're going to be looking at dance. You can look at all sorts of psychological tricks as well and behavioral tricks. So if you're in a long-term relationship, this quick tip is really just, well, it's really just a quick tip. It's actually something very small, very simple, and you just need reminding of it. So if you're in a long-term relationship, definitely you need the attitude of having a wealth of knowledge and experiences which is ongoing and ever-changing and ever-getting deeper. And I think for many couples, it's quite obvious that the sex life is just stale. It's just how it is. It's ABC. It's been the same thing for years, over and over again. And it's usually just warm up, come once, and that's it. And each person knows how to make the other person come. And it's really just a narrow view of... It's a narrow range of things. It's not broad. And actually, that brings me nicely to my next point, which is... The position that your body is in when you ejaculate is important. And it's important to understand that this tip doesn't apply to non-couples. So, come multiple times does not apply to wankers, unfortunately. Because the position your body is in when you ejaculate feeds into your sexual composition. And if you're jerking off with your hand then that's a position. Your arm is in a position. Your, the palm of your hand is an energy center. And that's conditioning the shape of your... Well, not. don't get me wrong. It's not the shape of your sex organ. It's the shape of how your energy centers move all around your body. So coming multiple times is not for wanking. And it may be that you've experimented already with that. And maybe, maybe you do need a phase where you experiment with how many times can I jerk off in one day. And maybe that's just a phase. Maybe that's just something everyone goes through. But it's only a phase. If you're actually trying to cultivate a, an alert and a refined sexual composition, you have to stop jerking off sooner or later. And again, let me circle back to the position your body is in when you ejaculate. Now, if you're having sex and you're finding with your partner that there's only really one position that you can come in, then your sex life is stale. That's an indication of things needing to be woken up and changed around a little bit. And if you're in a relationship and you're also jerking off, well, that's going to make it very hard. That's going to make it very difficult. And I'm actually quite surprised to realize this, that people as couples, particularly men, they still jerk off. They still wank when they're in a relationship. Now, for me, that doesn't make sense. For me, there's, an, there's no logic to that because 
you'd want to be using that, you want to be using your semen and that moment of ejaculation for something that can build your relationship. It's an actual wasted opportunity. And don't get me wrong, it's not some religious thing about, oh, every sperm is sacred. It's not, it's, this is not Catholicism or anything like that. <laughs> no. It's simply a matter of making the most of what your bodily processes are. Make the most of what is happening in your being to build your relationship, to build trust, to build intimacy, to build closeness. And again, you can say, well, that might require a frank conversation. You might have to go to your partner and say, look, I'm really horny. I really feel like jerking off. I really feel like I need to come. Can you help me with this? And maybe that's not the right way to... Maybe that's not an attractive way to approach that side of the conversation or approach that conversation. But depending on your partner, there's multiple ways you can go about bringing that up with your partner. But essentially, you want to say something honestly. You want to say, look, I I jerk off when I'm not around you. And I feel like it's just easier. And I do that not because I'm I'm not ashamed of it, because I'm just, I'm just easier. But that kind of attitude with sex, it's, it's something that needs to change. This thing of sex being like, oh, I just need to clean my teeth. Oh, I need to have a shower. I need to get dressed. I need to eat breakfast. I need to have sex. I need to go to work. Well, that's just the monotonous life. That's a recipe for... A stale life. And you might want to ask yourself if your sex life is stale, well, is your life stale? And if that's the case, well, spice up your sex life as a way of spicing up your life. So, coming multiple times in multiple positions is something you can work with. And if you're not coming multiple times in the same day or week, then this is sort of an extra tip, which is come in a different position every time. And if you're sensitive to your ejaculation processes, then you can actually do this. You can actually work yourself up to this. And if you're finding yourself slipping into the same old positions, then, well, you need to resensitize your sexual energies. And that's going to require stopping this wanking habit that you've got. It's going to require those explicit conversations with your partner. And it might require some knowledge. You'll actually have to look up some positions, try some different positions. So that's a quick tip for today. Ejaculate multiple times. And another quick thing I'll add is that an orgasm is different to ejaculating. 
And that goes for both men and women, but more particularly men. So that's something that you should understand. It's actually possible to have an orgasm without coming. And I hope that that's not a surprise to you. I hope that that's well and truly understood already. And the other side of this is, well, it's possible to come when you don't have an orgasm. It's vice versa. So that's something you need to be aware of. That's something you need to know the difference of experientially. And that might require experimenting with your partner. And it will require research and understanding. So I think that's just about all. This is a pretty long, quick tip. (laughs) There's a lot to it. There are a lot of ins and outs. And I know it's crude. I know it's a pretty explicit kind of conversation. But hopefully this has allowed you to sort of get into the space of, yeah, like just, just get up and get on with it. And if you're approaching your partner, make it a long conversation. I always say this. Have long conversations about sex and explain everything that you feel, explain everything that you think and really just spice up your intimate life and have a feast, really feast. And I would want that for anyone. I'd want that for everyone because there really is so much to be learnt about trust and intimacy, and being close with someone in the bedroom. It's a unique thing. If you have a partner, if you have someone that you are exploring these things with, don't waste it. Don't waste that opportunity. Because there's so much that can be achieved between you that you can't achieve by yourself. And of course, being single has its other benefits. There are other things that you can't achieve in a relationship that you can achieve when you're single and you're not doing those things. And that's a different conversation. We can talk about those things another day. Today we're just talking about ejaculating. But really, think about what it means to ejaculate. Is your ejaculation your dessert? Is your cum your dessert that's come after just a five-course banquet with all these, you know, roast pumpkins and meat and all these sweets and all these beautifully, meticulously designed sauces and drinks and these sorts of things? Or is your cum just like, oh, you just sneezed in a handkerchief? Sneezed in a handkerchief. You just throw it out. So, that's the quick tip for today. And uh, we'll be back very soon with more episodes. Thanks very much for tuning in. And that's all I have to say for now. <laughs>